pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. Welcome back to the Rugby Pod podcast. I'm Andy Rowan. This week, as usual, we're joined by Andy Good, Big Jim Hamilton and Ollie from the Rugby Pod. And thanks again to uh, Ailes by Mail, which means we're coming to you every week during the November Internationals. And if you want 10% off, we've got a discount code for you. So use the word, the code, rather, RugbyPod10. That's the number 10, RugbyPod10, when you place in your order. And uh, there's also a RugbyPod pack uh, of eight beers. So get involved with that as well. And it's all on hoursbymail.com. And congratulations to last week's winners of the RugbyPod pack, Rob Foster, Reese Corbley, and Gary Wigley. And if you three can uh, just private message us your address on Twitter, private message the Rugby Pod on Twitter, and we'll get your pa- uh, pack sent to you. But let's uh, get straight into it. What are you wearing, Jim? What the hell are you wearing, mate? You look disgraceful. Nothing that, not, not that there's anything wrong with transvestites. Really? Whatsoever. Sure. Nothing wrong with them at all, but that's what I look like. So I'm dressed as a cheerleader, I think, um, with a blonde wig. I mean, the pigtails are quite nice. With wabbers, wabbers bit, uh, bigger than Goody's head, <laughs> Bristol, um, and a short skirt, and that's all because I lost a bet with Andy Good two weeks ago. I predicted Scotland would beat Australia by six points at least. Yeah, and it almost well, it just either way. I'd, if they if they would have won, I'd let you get away with it. it didn't have to be six points. So thanks very much for that. Um, Scotland rugby making an Englishman happy and. Another Englishman in Jim Hamilton, not happy. We'll blame, we'll blame the ref again, but no, thanks very much. I'm sat very comfortable. If anything, I'm uh, at a good temperature. But I'm drinking a beer. Can I, can I name drop this beer? Absolutely. It's from so, Owls by Mail. And it's rightly, being the Scotsman that I am, that I'm drinking a bottle of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's authentic lager. Lager. And just bear me one second. A contemporary English... How can an English lager be called Freedom. A contemporary English lager with a light floral hop character. Freedom. Authentic lager. It's got a Scottish... Tastes nice. Float. Shoo it. The lid's still on. <laughs> <laughs> the lid's on. And that's on Facebook Live. The cap's on. <laughs> Can we get a bottle opener yeah, yeah, over here, please? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm drinking the um, Brewdog Punk... IPA, whatever that is. IPA. But, okay. IPA. Well, I thought There's it was a Kiwi. IPA. What a Kiwi. A bloody IPA. Delicious. Don't even watch rugby over here. I love your rug- these IPAs. Your rugby's terrible. The bloody Kiwis are the best, eh? And I'm on the Spanish. Uh, I think they're known for their wine, but I've got the Viper Cerveza. No, it's a VIPA, mate. Artis Anal. Right. What? Right. Lads, bear with me. Artisanal, I think, is how to pronounce. Artisanal, man. We'll go artisanal. The old artisanal beer. I'm on Camden Hells. Nice. Oh, Scott, here we go then. Freedom! <laughs> it's going. It's oh, going. I can look. Oh, glug. Really, oh, God. Oh, 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 I've never seen a, a cheerleader drink that well. <laughs> you keep your clothes on, mate. There we are. How's she taste? How does she taste? Excuse me. <laughs> I feel free. I you feel look free. free. I look free. You look Freedom. liberated. Ales by males. Well done, lads. Or ladies. All right, we're going to whip straight into it with the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you haven't heard this before, it's when Andy Food tells us Sorry? what's been good, what's been bad, <laughs> and what's been ugly in rugby this week. Oh, cheap from the Kiwi. <laughs> cheap from the Kiwi. Yep, so the good, um, there's quite a few good things about the game this weekend, wasn't there? Um, start with England's performance. I thought that was pretty good. In attack, we were pretty sharp. George Ford went well. Rocket Aguni, how good was he? Second cap, uh, obviously got capped a few years ago against the Kiwis been out in the wilderness since but he's he, 
In terms of international wingers, in terms of the Premiership wingers, he scores more tries, makes more breaks, makes more meters than anyone else in the Premiership. So he deserves his shot, and you know he really stood up, got found out in defence once or twice, but he was phenomenal, ball in hand. Um, Bowden Barrett, how good was that try? Uh, we talked about Connor Murray's performance a couple of weeks ago. He got absolutely skinned, did he? Did you see it, Jim? Yeah, I did. Yeah, straight from the centre field scrum. Things that certain was it a try? Yeah, it was. What are you on about? Was it a try? Don't be manipulated by the media and the commentators, because why wasn't that a try? It touched a blade of grass. That's all you need. All you need, mate. You, sure what you're looking touch. at is is maybe what happened after it had touched the blade of grass where he ripped it out of his head. Oh, out of his head. I was going to say he ripped his head off because he <laughs> yeah. had a head like tackle. Yeah. Ripped, ripped, it, ripped it out of his uh, hands. So, what about the wheels, though, from Burden Barrett? So Unbelievable. Quick, it? it is quick. Quality. Uh, that was pretty good. Sam Davis, his drop goal to, to win it for Wales. Uh, good cojones. Greg Laidlaw, we abused him. I didn't abuse him. We gave him a bit of stick last week for missing a few kicks uh, in the defeat to Australia. He kicked 60% against Australia, but he gets the winning kick after missing one just before. Um, Kuidrani, what a finish. You see that? Unbelievable. Yeah. The best finish. Name me someone who scored a better try than that in terms of absolute out-and-out finishing. Well, you didn't uh, see my try for Gloucester back in 2011. Oh, well, Jim. Yeah. What, what happened? Pick what, and goo. Yeah, pick and goo, mate. Five <laughs> metres out. But there was three people to beat. Yeah. You also scored a belter against India, didn't you? One of the three. three. Hat trick. Yeah, one of them was one at 80, 90 yards. Yeah, halfway line. So obviously <laughs> you weren't watching them then, Goody. Uh, that, that was a Sunday when the kids played. I think I was hungover. Yeah, true. Probably. Uh, Kuadrani's finish was ridiculous. But uh, the Goods got to go to Italy. First time they've ever beaten one of the big three. Come on, Italy. We, talk, we chatted to Conor O'Shea on this he show told us, a few weeks ago. He told us it was happening. He the did. conspiracy. He did. He I did. spoke to him on yeah. Saturday morning, actually, because uh, I was commentating for BT Sport no doubt. Uh, during the game. Uh, and I phoned him up for a bit of chat and he said, I fancy a really ugly win. If we win, ugly, it'll be beautiful. And it's the first time they've beaten any of the big three Southern Hemisphere teams. 13, 13th time they've played Italy uh, and their first victory. So... Uh, they get my the good this week. They've well, been targeting well, that game, hadn't yeah, they? Yeah. Well, yeah. Done, and it hammered down Bahrain as well, so a bit of a leveller. Yeah. Um, but fair play to him, Mike Cat. Brendan Ventura with his defence, lecker. So strong. Were you coached by him at Sarries? No, he wasn't there then, was he? He was, uh, he was one of the reasons I went, though. He uh, was, yeah, he and he's at Irish next year. Oh, is he? And this year, where yeah. are you next year, Jim? I'm not too sure yet, undecided. <laughs> there we go. He's been at Irish before, hasn't he, as well? He, uh, he was there this he year. Played, he played, yeah. played there. Yeah, he played, played there. there. And, but ha- is the owner of the weirdest interview that anyone has yeah. ever come across. If you get yeah. get a minute on YouTube, it is pure, it's just one of the best interviews that's come across. So you may be, uh, yeah, learning a few interview techniques from him next year, potentially, if can the rumours are true. Can I also put in the okay. good uh, Dublin pubs, first time I've been to Dublin. Yeah. Unbelievable. What a night to go out there. Oh, it's a great place. O'Donoghue's amazing. Justin Marshall loved it. Did yeah. he? Got his, got, his, got his shirt off in there. No, he didn't. Yeah, he got his shirt Does off. Does he look like Goody or not? He's ripped uh, to the hills, isn't he? Yeah. Just no, like he's not, not in, in as good a shape as Goody. There we go. But yeah, so, mate, sometimes you retire and you let yourself go. Some of us just keep training just in case that phone call's coming. <laughs> what is it, Goody? Bristol's. What is it? How do you, how do you keep focus when you're, when you're out of the game and you know, you're just staying in good nick? How do you do it? Um, just eat right. That's what it's about. Don't drink too much. Obviously, hammer the candom house. Hmm. Bits. From Ailes by Mouse. Take any but, advice from James Haskell. Yeah, mate. Just uh, James, we phoned Haskell, didn't we? Yeah. You know, he was like, "Don't worry about abs necessarily. Just, you know, just follow my lead in, in terms of training and food and yeah, just mate, stay sharp." And the bad. Let's go on to that. We'll go to the bad. Well, um, I like this kid. He's not. He, he hasn't won it. But Danny Cipriani gets a lot of good press. Got gets a lot of bad press. Gets a lot of raps for how good his players. Did anyone see? The highlights from Wasps against Gloucester. Well, last week, we talked about friendly fire 
Danny yeah. Cipriani yeah, true. contributes to the, one of the greatest bat-friendly fires of all time. Yeah, it was comedy. So, obviously, uh, Wasser got the ball. Dan Robson passes Cipriani the ball. He's in, the, he's in the pocket to boot it long. For some reason, he steps to his steps off his left onto his right to kick it with his right foot. He's a left-footed kicker, as we all know. Hammers it about six foot, well, actually, I'm going to say about four foot off the deck because Dan Robson's pretty short. Hits Dan Robson on the back of the head. <laughs> the kid that's passed it. Hits him on the back of the head. John Afoa, off the ricochet. Gets the ball first, hacks it on. Danny Cipriani then chases back. He's five metres in front of John Ofoa. And as we all teach kids, and I coach a few kids, Jim does as well on your... What's your... Uh, Jim Hamilton will be a cabin. Jim Hamilton will be a Loose ball. What'd Go you down say? on it. Go Drop down on it. Dive. Dive on it. Cipriani tries to scoop it up one-handed, misses it, knocks it back. John Ofoa wins the race, try. So that was, that was bad, but he's not won it. So I've got to go to Alistair Katsir for the bad. Mm. Uh, and the South African team in general, um, in a hell of a state. Um, yeah, there's a whole political debate going on about uh, quotas and everything like that. And, it's such a grubby uh, situation. It is, it's it? terrible. Uh, but just to see such a power of the world rugby in such a state in South Africa, it's just really bad to see. So that's why they've got the bad. There's the bad. And anyway, the ugly. There's only one thing this week. Only one thing for the ugly for me. Uh, James Hallwell. I tweeted about it. Did anyone see his finger? His finger is literally hanging off at right <laughs> angles. You can see the bone, everything. If you haven't seen it, you probably have. Get on Twitter, look at my, 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 my Twitter feed. I had a guy at work that doesn't even watch rugby. Tell me about this. There's, you can see the bone. It's at 90 degrees, dislocated, everything. And the physio comes on and he goes, uh, is there any way you can just tape this up and I can play on? I mean, what a hero. Mate, he knows you can't play on with that. That's why he said it. Yeah, yeah. but what a tough guy. Jim, Jim would have been rolling <laughs> around the floor. Oh. I'd have been rolling around the floor. Unbelievable. So that was the ugly. It was pretty ugly to see, to be fair. But um, How did he do it? Uh, it's, I think it was Tackle. a line-out drive or something. Is it? Mate, that's Fairly I've, innocuous. Yeah, I've done mine, similar. Oh. As you can see, good. look, 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 look. In the line-out mall, Jeff Parlin. Jeff Parlin. Uh, finger went through his, uh, the hole. Bum hop, his, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so Horbo, you ain't hard, mate. He is. Yeah, he is. That, he is, that, is, is. Uh, that was pretty so, gruesome. Uh, so that is the ugly. There we go. Oh, well, on, on that note, we're talking about the ugly and injuries. And Jim, you saw the finger, did you? Yeah, I did, Jim, yeah. yeah. so had a couple of contenders um, recently been tweeted, a couple of injuries that um, I'm not going to show because they are so graphic. And some of our listeners may be a bit younger, which we'll get onto in a little bit. But... Uh, I'm, so I'm not going to show him, but I'm going to show the gents and just see their reaction as we are on Facebook Live. So the first one was David Pocock's hand, and everyone says he's a robot, but I think that may absolutely confirm the rumours. That's what's going on just that's a few inside, weeks oh, ago. That's, that's inside the yeah, that's, a, that's operation, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, so he's probably to, under. That's you know, Yeah. That looks pretty. I think that looks cool. Yeah. And then it's so, like a bike chain. <laughs> it is a bike Can chain. I flick? Yeah, flick. <laughs> That leg. Oh my <laughs> word! <laughs> that is what we Who's want. Who's this? You know, is that compartment e- syndrome? Emir Phillips' Instagram. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm not good with my Welsh names. Mate, have Ian. a look at that. <laughs> How's he done that? Uh, a, a boot. If you, oh, <laughs> a wow. boot. A boot apparently went through. Got a wow. show. Got a show. Can I have a look? Oh yeah. wow, that's unbelievable. I mean, and these Who are, is it, Emir? Phillips. Have you got like any more? Scarlet Tucker, is it? I think, Have you yeah. got any more? Um, no, we can't swipe any more on that oh, phone. Oh, and... Jesus. <laughs> that's career ender right there. It's got to be. So that's a, that's, that's a stud. That's and like a, a stud. Can you tape it up? And just, no, I've never been. Oh, is... I'll continue. Jeez, but I think shark attacks at a list. Yeah, maybe he's, I don't know. Well, let's put it out to the people. If you've got any pictures of any major injuries. Send them in. Anything as gru- gruesome. The, the more gruesome, the better. Send yeah. them in. Ba- battle scars, eh? Tweet the rugby pod. Tweet Andy U10. Jim Hamilton four. Good. There we go. You've got a contender, don't you? Henry Tuolangi, was it one of the Tuolangi brothers? Yeah, yeah. we played Henry Tuolangi at this time, and I'm going to the best. Is, go on, yeah. you say. I was going to say, uh, 
at the time of this injury, we were playing against Wasps for Leicester at Welford Road. I'm going to say he was probably the best number eight in the world. I'm going to agree with you. He was Hand, un- unbelievable. Off the base, quicker than most backs. Biggest unit you've ever seen. Powerful. Uh, powerful, just ridiculous. Anyway, he's picked up from the base of a scrum against Wasps and he's he's brushed off. I think Alex King was at 10, bounced. Worsley, Delalio's Worsley. Gone past yeah, on the way. he's just put Delalio on his backside. I've ran past Lol and gone. <laughs> Cheering up, son. Anyway, Henry's gone. He's probably gone 60, you reckon? Yeah, voices 60 metres, five minutes from the line. Tom Voice has chased back. At, and you can see Tom Tom Boyce is shitting himself. He's thinking, what do I do here? Easiest thing to do in the world is let him score and go, oh, nearly had him. No, Tom Voice somehow gets... He's grabbed he's, him by the collar. He's grabbed him by the collar. the front of his leg. Put his foot in between Henry's legs uh, and he's just a compound fracture. The bones pop out, blood everywhere. Uh, it was I, I was a sub. I was a sub in that bottom corner, of no, course, no, no doubt. Of course. <laughs> you weren't a on decade. the bench, <laughs> I was on the bench, I think, uh, yeah. And you chill And I trip. heard the snap and he was like, my leg, bro, my leg. And I've looked at it and gone, mate, it's your leg, bro. It's your leg. <laughs> Worst thing I've ever seen. Awful. And the thing is, him coming back from it, so they had to put metal rods and, and bolts and stuff. I, I, You know, to be fair, I don't know how he came back from that, but he did. And I remember that he had rods in his in his um, tib and fib and they had to they bent, take them they? out. They, they bent yeah. and they had to take them out. Uh, normally they'd leave them in there. One of his first games back, we were playing Northampton away and we've done a move, a five-man line-out, and we've done Henry like to hit it up in the midfield. But instead of him running up the midfield, he's ran directly to the back of the line-out, and he's ran straight at Tonga Weir, or Tonga Weir Small, as, as he was known then. And his forearm, in slow motion, you could see it when we looked it back, has snapped in half. So he snapped his, um, mm. uh, his arm in two, carried on playing. Carried yeah. on playing the game. And then he had the same thing, he had two rods put in, and whenever he played after that, he had to get like a special made extra large shin, shin pad mm. on his arm to play with. Tough, tough man. Oh, I reckon he's one of the toughest. He's probably yeah. the toughest player I've ever played with. He's a Tuolangi. Yeah. <laughs> but he was the toughest and the, probably the best at the time. Yeah, he was amazing. Phenomenal. Like, and he, he, I've actually got a picture I can show you. He's uh, He pulled his boots out for Perpignan. He's about 41. Is he playing Perpignan, again, is he? Yeah, yeah. Jeez. I don't know if he's playing this too. season. He was definitely last okay. season. Anyway, there we oh, go. That is the oh. good, the bad, and the very, very ugly. Very ugly this week, wouldn't it? Well, we touched on the autumn internationals. Let's just go back and look at it game by game. Italy, obviously, we'll start with that. Uh, Twenty eighteen over South Africa in Florence. I mean, that what what an amazing result um, for Italy and, and and for rugby in general. I think as well. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And you know, for Conor O'Shea and Mike Cat, they're in charge. They're trying to change the face of Italian rugby. They're trying to franchise, get more franchises involved, and and really. Change the mentality, I suppose, of the whole Italian federation, and it's it's tough to do because you, you know, the, the national sport there is obviously football, and rugby's a, a, a quite a minor sport there, to be honest. Um, but you know, great for world rugby to see a supposed lesser nation beat one of the big three, but just terrible for South Africa to be in such a state politically and their team not performing, and it just looks like they're the coaching non-existent. I reckon, mm. yeah, I just don't see what they're trying to do, how they're trying to play. And you know, where the plan is, where's the structure of what they're trying to do, and um, you know, sometimes he, having done the commentary, they pan onto Alistair Kutsir in the in the in the coach's box. He looks like a rabbit in the headlights, like he doesn't know. That's what's the going thing. On. You look you look at a team like that that's so crap at the moment. Could you chuck in a really top quality coach, and it would make a big difference? I think it would. I don't know who'd want it. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the no. big. That's the big thing. You, you can say just 
drop in a, an amazing coach and he'd get the, the best out of the players. Yeah. yeah, look at the difference between England a year ago now. Mm. I'm not saying Eddie Jones is an amazing coach. He's an amazing man manager and he's got the best out of some similar players that, uh, you know, the, the same players that were poor at the World Cup. But Jim's point then of who would want the job, geez, that's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, just one last thing on that game, though. I thought it was really nice having had Connor O'Shea on the phone a couple of weeks ago and also being a big fan of Sergio Parise when they embrace at the end. You know, obviously, emotion and culture is a huge thing in Italy, and just seeing the emotion of what it meant and Connor being a part of that, I thought was brilliant. You know, yeah. obviously, I don't want to say that we felt feel a part of it. Because yeah, we did. Basically, we he phoned us up and because <laughs> he phoned us and spoke to. So, any international rugby coaches out there that are struggling, give us a call. Vern. We get a win. Vern. Um, Vern. Just, just quickly, never, we, Vern's we, never calling Jim. We are live at the moment on on Facebook Live, and we've we've got a message that's come in. Uh, it's from Darren Witten. Do you remember Witten? He says, Jim was a year below me at school and he was that size age 12. And he had the honour of playing with the best school flanker ever, me, in brackets. Do you remember the do best school remember? flanker ever, Darren Witten from the year above? Well, I do, I do remember Darren Witten, I do. And how are you doing, mate? It's a pleasure to be, uh, pleasure that you're listening and you're watching. Um, we had a good team at school. See, that. we had a good a good team at Cowden Court. Cowden Court was the name of our school and Barker Butch was our rugby club. So, Leon Lloyd... Was it club Darren? I don't mean to be uh, going aside from you. I'm just going on about the greats that have made it from Cowden Court. Um, so we had Leon Lloyd, Adam Bolding came to our school for a bit, and then Barker Butts. We all played for Barker Butts. Neil Back, uh, Darren, Danny Grucock, uh, Tom Wood, just to name a few. Andy, so Coventry, uh, that hold area. On, hold on, Andy Good. Yeah, Barker Andy Good. Andy Good went there, but then he went to a posh school after. He was too big. I think I just, no, I never went to Cowden Court. Let's make let's, <laughs> let's set the record straight. My old dear, there's one thing that's uh, a constant in all those names they're talking about there about Cowden Court. They're all taught by my mum. Yeah. So they, they owe my mum a lot. This is by a guy sat here. But Darren, thanks very much for coming on the show. He was a good player. He should have made it. Should while have, not while made we're it. on Facebook Live, um, Jim, who's Claire Dowling? Yeah. Claire yes. Dowling? Do you know her? Yeah. She says hi. Hi, Claire. Claire how are you doing? Loads of love hearts. Yeah. Loads of love hearts. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, Claire. Kiss emoji. Hey. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Claire's a lovely girl. She's up in Scotland. She's a big fan. Comes to a few training sessions. Had a few pictures. Sent it one of my shirts actually for being such a loyal fan when I was up there in Scotland. So Claire, Good. great to see that you you're watching on Facebook Live. And one other big fan is the Reese Corbley who won um, a pack. Is he on? Um, he's on, and he says you look like a poor man's Jodie Marsh. Oh yeah, that's fair actually. Which, I'll take that. She's Sha- she's tattoos a, everywhere. Shit tattoos. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I shouldn't swear. Sorry, bad <laughs> <Yeah>. tattoos. Tattoos. <laughs> tattoos. And uh, but she was a bodybuilder, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anyone, anyone watching this on on Facebook Live at the moment? Um, just finish this sentence. Jim Hamilton looks like. Let's send in your answers. Send in anything a, you like. A bearded milf. A disgrace. Let's <laughs> oh, look at. I'll take it. A bearded, <laughs> like, a bearded milf. I'll take it. Without the pigtails, facially, Rich um, Noel Edmonds got a little bit of that yeah, going true. on. Noel Edmonds, Richard Branson. That's what I've gone Melange. for. Yeah. That's what I've gone for. Yeah, good, Noel, yeah. Noel Edmonds, one of my mates. As is David. As is David. Clear the says thanks, Jim and high back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, England uh, 58-15 over Fiji. Was there any surprises there? Yeah, no. Not really. They played, but they, listen, they attacked. England attacked. They were sharp. The intensity and the speed that first half was played at. Yeah, I was out of breath watching it. It was it was phenomenal. To be fair, hard um, games though, aren't they? Like if you're England, with no disrespect to Fiji, yeah, no, true. Of, they're generally the, the harder games, mm. and I don't mean to sound detrimental. And you know, it was different for Scotland because Fiji it was a, it was always a big game, but you know, for them players to go from. You know, a huge game, and then into Fiji. There's obviously a couple of changes. Or what? Was there a few? They've struggled with them in the past. Yeah, and they've struggled with them in the past. And the way that Fiji play, play the game. Fiji are always going to score tries. It's never going to be a nil against Fiji. They're yeah. world class. 
they're just not fit enough. No. They're not fit enough. Or and, organized. Yeah, exactly. They're not together long enough. Imagine if they were. Imagine if they were there getting paid 23 grand mm. a game and Who, Fiji would win the World Cup. Who'd want that? Who'd want 23 bags a game? Not me, mate. But, they, for the love. but you, you talk about Fiji, you know, that whole thing about the residency rule and what Nathan Hughes said about playing for England for the money, etc., etc. And it's not his fault that the, the rules are what they are. He's three years. And at least he was honest. Yeah, he was. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know? But so that's world story. Rugby, it's world rugby that needs to sort that out and needs to say minimum five years, some of the sort of stipulations in there because obviously as the richer get rich, i.e. England uh, and the club, the countries that get paid a load of cash to play, that divide is just going to get bigger and bigger. And it's rearing its ugly head a bit. Scotland, we're obviously going to come on to. Hugh Jones, South African, makes a big break. Gives he's born it to in Scotland, Maitland. though. Yeah, he's Scottish, English. He's born accent. in Scotland. Yeah. It's he's different. Born there, okay. okay. So you're, you're, you're happy, you're happy with... Okay, it's born, if he's born it's, there... It's weird this, right? Because I don't know whether it's born... I think it's blood. I think you need to shed... Shed your, that your, blood, your, shed that blood from Scotland. You need to have a, a degree of blood. That's what I think. That's my per- and it's easy for me to say that. You're from the school of Vern Cotter. That's <laughs> not born there. Yeah, but but okay. You'll cough till you die. John Barkley was born in Hong Kong. He ain't Chinese. It's not Chinese. Do you know what you I mean? Are. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> John. So John Barkley's born. There. So my sister was born in Ireland. She's not Irish. Yeah. No, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I, I do get that argument. It, it, the, the, the the one that yeah, it's it, it's when they're so different. Yeah. So, so England. So Nathan Hughes, he's born and bred in Fiji, uh, gone and played in New Zealand, come to England, three-year residency. Fair play. It's not, you know, everyone would do exactly what he's done if he had the opportunity. Yeah, so, so Manu Tuolangi should play for England. He's been here since he was a mm. little boy. But he was a, initially, he was an illegal immigrant. Okay. Uh, and it's a quite a strong term, that, but they were trying to deport him, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and there was a there was a big petition, et cetera, et cetera. And they kept him here. So it's the whole, I don't know. But he, he was schooled here. Yeah, he he's was, brought, he was, if you speak to a man who's got less Leicester. Yeah, Leicester. John Cleveland you College Law. Anyway, we could talk about this all yeah. day. Um, Sumo texted in, actually. Uh, he, he finished the sentence, Jim Hamilton looks like. Um, and his word was terrifying. One okay. of the best yeah. rugby brains in the world. Okay, Wales 33, <laughs> Japan 30. I, yeah. I didn't watch the game, but I knew that Wales would struggle. Yeah, yeah. I thought the same thing. They're struggling. And Japan are on the up. Put them two together. Well, <laughs> there's, yeah. some, there's some high quality analysis there. My, yeah. ne- my next gig, I'm going to say, don't employ me on TV. Get Jim Hamilton there. Well, well that's what the Sky Sports guys do, don't they? Yeah. Just wing it. Yeah, yeah. There like Stifler's mum. Thank you very much, Ian Murphy. Stifler's mum. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Wales were poor though. Wales have been yeah. poor. Oh, they're they're just looking yeah. at, and it's you know you can easily point the finger at the fact that uh, Gatland is there. Head coach, their leader, who's not part of it at the minute, and it's easy to make that. Mm. I think the problems are a lot deeper than that. Um, I just think the play, so. well, just the the way they try and play, they tried to chuck the ball around a lot against New Zealand, didn't they, in the summer? It worked yeah. all right for the first sixty. Half of yeah, it did. But then they've not tried. You know, they've not played in that way at all. Mm. Accuracy has been poor. Poor the physicality. I don't think some of their players that are picking have played enough rugby. You, you know, just don't just like the Welsh, to, though, do you? I don't like the Welsh. No, it's true. Uh, I don't think the players have been playing enough top level rugby in the Pro 12 to then go in and play against Australia Argentina and now Japan they, they, you know their performances haven't been great but I think they're playing South Africa this weekend are they? Weekend. Italy, Tonga England, Argentina Scotland, Georgia big game Ireland, Australia Wales, South Africa France, Wales, New yeah. Zealand Yeah So uh, two just say, teams um, Wales, yeah. South Africa Yeah, yeah. That'd be a decent yeah. game that because they're both so bad <laughs> Sorry talking of uh, New Zealand the all-encompassing rugby nation, Scotty Stevenson. Yes, yeah, sumo. yeah he's t- he's tweeted. 
Terrifying. Uh, yeah, mate, yeah, you're just about 30 that. seconds late here. Yeah, absolutely. How oh, do you say that? Did you say that? Oh, the wow. greatest rugby brain, Sumo's. Oh, Sumo. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. Oh, wow. So, yeah, sorry, mate. I'm not down with the, the lingo. Sumo, Steve. Oh, sorry, bud. Oh, wow. what, what you do get on the Rugby Pod podcast is up to date uh, analysis. We're, we're always keeping up with our social media. You know, that's what you get with us. Probably, hey, get me on Sky Sports. <laughs> Scotland, 1916, Argentina. Well, I listened to the first half because I was travelling up to Manchester. On the wireless? On the uh, wi- on TalkSport, actually. Okay. TalkSport. Uh, who who was it. doing it? Who was... Rob Robinson and... Robert Rob Robertson and Peter Wright. Nice. Who's a Scot- ex-Scotland prop, British Lions. Again, knew they'd probably struggle, uh, and they did. I thought Scotland were a much lesser team than they were against Australia. Look, you know, I'm not going. I don't want to bag teams or players or, uh, you know, being a player that's outside. I don't want to be that guy. Australia were poor against Scotland, and Scotland were very good. You try and back that up. That's Scotland's issue in the past is backing up game after game. Mm. In my opinion, Argentina probably should have won that game or at least drawn that game. I was watching the second half with Kelly Brun, uh, Juan Figolo, and uh, Marcelo Bosch, and they were kicking themselves that Argentina didn't kick the ball out when it was a 16. When it was 16, 16 all. And the reason being for that was the world rankings. The World Cup draws, obviously, in a few weeks, is it? Yep. You guys might know. Yeah, yeah in, a few, in a few weeks. December. Rankings, points, everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, yeah so, so the World Cup rankings, if it was obviously, if it was a draw for Argentina, they would have been significantly higher up the table. But look, it's a big win. They now go on to play Georgia. On Massive a, game. Mate, they're on a small pitch in Kilmarnock, artificial pitch. Again, these are the teams that Scotland notoriously struggle against. Are the, are the small, lesser nations and teams with physicality. But I think Scotland will win. I think we're past that now. I think we're past that point of losing them games that we should comfortably win. I, I think we're only going to win comfortably if one thing happens. Stern Vern, get on the phone. If it's physical, there's only one man to bring back. Oh, it's the man sat next to me to my left. I'm bringing sexy back. Wabbers. Wabbers. I'm bringing sexy back. Bring big Jim, big Jim back. He likes physicality. Let's talk about a little bit of Jim Hamilton physicality for a minute, shall we? Yeah, let's oh, go. Did anyone see... Sale. Are you asking me? Against what? Saracens yesterday. Aluka. I've never seen Jim shit himself so much in all my life. Halani Aluka goes wild, starts pushed. Jim, you've gone in for the cheap shot, the old counter rock. Here we go. It's called a wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> and then Halani Aluka reacts. I've no, I thought Jim, I used to think he was pretty tough, but right now I think he's all fart and no See, if you say that, experience tells you that you've got to duck and move. If I would have clobbered him with one, mate, he was wide open. Conor McGregor style, he would have gone. He would have dropped. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like Mark you McCall, saw, like Mark McCall said, I am like gold dust at the minute. So what's the point in doing well, that? Crusoe's back this weekend, isn't he? Yeah, he's straight back into England. I text uh, okay. him today. 23 bags. I says, mate, you've done one training session, you're getting 23 bags. I said, I've done a thousand, I'm getting nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, mate, no. I, I felt the bomb on the back of the neck. Yeah. I was like, oh my word, I'm not <laughs> fighting this dude here. I don't know what was wrong with him. I just came in like a wrecking ball. I came in like, like a wrecking ball. ball. All right, and, all right. and then he's one blitz- for Richard Barrington there. Yeah, and then he's blitzed me. Speaking of wrecking balls, I think one of yours is showing actually under that lovely dress. You've had a request to stand up and give a twirl oh, as well. Yeah, can you do just that? Just a little. Oh, you really, see brains hanging really, out there. You see brains. You can only see my throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <you> just, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm going to play 78 in. minutes every weekend. Now. Yeah, I had to come off. Yeah, yeah calf. Uh, generally, uh, honestly, and I've said to him before, he's playing bloody well. And Cruzo and Etoji. On your back, you got a butt on your hands. Jim's going great guns. I tell you what, on a serious note, me and Kelly Brun made a pat this year. No sapping. We, yeah, no sapping. Have we you just not said at all. Well, of course we have. <laughs> like I text, I text him today. I just text Al Steph. Um, we just said potentially final seasons. 
I think it'll be his final at, season. At Saracens or full stop? At Saracens for sure. For sure? For sure. For both of us, he's going to be coaching the Saracens Academy. And we just said, look, we're what going to... be doing? I don't know yet. London Irish Rugby Club. If I, I could just know. stop you there. I just um, who's got the bottle opener? I've got a beer from okay. uh, okay. Ales by Mail. Yeah. I just need to quickly open. Oh, it. there we go. Yeah. But anyway, we said me and Kelly Brown said we're going to enjoy it this year, and we're not going to take ourselves too seriously. And it seems to be for the better. Seems to be playing a little you bit better. Playing well. You Thank you very much. Part of the press, you talk second rows. Joe Launchbury has just been banned for two weeks. Is that, is that hot off the press or is that hot off Jim's press? Second. No, just just it's just come through on a Twitter. Um, so he got caught well I don't, was it I haven't seen it really but kicked him in the head mm. deliberate or tough on school accidental Launch, launches isn't fans. a dirty play he's a cracking bloke you know so he's got a two week ban that's just cost him 44 grand Cruiser you straight back in Cruiser. mate I want some of that fee Ireland 9 New Zealand 21 what News. do you guys make of that of course of course I thought do you know what I actually credit to the Irish I thought they fronted up physically Intensity was there, etc., etc. Obviously, the class of the All Blacks came through. Second rows were pretty special, weren't they? Talk about second rows; mm, yeah. those boys are unbelievable. For Ireland, Tad, 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 talk to me. Tighter prop, Tad Furlong. Tad Furlong. Yeah, Did prop. you see how fucking hard he was? Unbelievable. He bounced he about six of them off, didn't he? Yeah. Um, That's in his highlight reel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> sit down, sit down, sit down. But listen, um, yeah, the All Blacks are the best team in the world. Ireland performed. Pretty, pretty. Uh, it's a special performance again, but just not enough this time. And yeah. Bowden Barrett, how good was that try? Mm. Yeah. That, that's it, isn't it? Like that is that is the score. Rightly so, I think, for a New Zealand Ireland both teams at the very best. Yeah, that's a good game. Hell of a game. How do you think Ireland would go against England right now? Well, this is the thing. So you talk about the All Blacks world record at the minute for the most consecutive wins. Uh, England to break that world record if we go if we beat and these are all ifs don't get me wrong mm. if we beat Argentina then Australia then we go into the Six Nations um, the game that will break that record will be Ireland away no chance uh, so if we beat Ireland away we break the record and what a game that would be to try and break the world record I think it's the last game of the Six Nations it, it is it is yeah last game so do you think maybe be... you're buying into your own hype a little bit no 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 yeah. I'm just saying that that is something that's obviously in the point buying into the own hype we're it's a lot of games to win I, I, it is. It is. what are we 11 from 11 12 from 12 and what is you, it 12 from 12, 12, 12, 12 now, now. we haven't lost a game in already Jones yeah but you start you start sort of buying into your own hype we're number 2 in the world they, they are so we're far we're coming for you <laughs> <laughs> but we are so far ahead look at we like I've had a get actually I came in the jacket today so I am part of the team but I think leagues above the other four teams at the moment in the six. They look, France lost to basically a lot of Australian second team as well, which I'm sure we'll touch on in a second. Scotland's struggling a little bit. They're, they're, they're playing quite well. Wales are really struggling. Italy beat South Africa fine. But the week before, they did lose by 57 points margin to New Zealand, who are obviously a fantastic side. It's 58. 58 points difference? Yeah, 68, 10. Okay, there we go. Look at that. There we are. I did my research. <laughs> um, if I'm wrong, someone tell me. So they are uncomfortable. Ollie's getting because he got outstated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but oh, you're right. Arsenal is strong. Yeah, England will. Yeah, we're the best team in the Northern Hemisphere. It happens every time. England yeah, just buy into their own hype. And you, England, will, England will know more after they play Australia. I think that that's when you'll know. There's the test. Oh, Argentina. No, we should beat comfortably this weekend. There's a, there's a chance Sanchez is getting banned as well. That'd be key for them. If, he st- if he's fit, uh, it's not fit. If he doesn't get banned, then uh, they'll be better. If he does get banned, we'll win by 20 points. Yeah. France 23, Australia 25. That was a close game, the finish to that. I'd just come out of the Aviva Stadium. I was absolutely steamed on Guinness. Tanked up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tanked up, mate. <laughs> you had, had three. Well done. I'd had three. <laughs> Big drinker. Two and a half. 
Very what a finish. Half, did he? Thanks, mate. 23-25, Australia. What did you guys make of that game? Kurt on his finish. That's it. Yeah. That's all the difference. Well, I mean, what? anyone, do yourself a favour, watch it in slow-mo. How he gets that ball down uh, is phenomenal. But, you know, like you said, Australia's second-ish team. It's a bit rude to some of the boys, but I get you. They rotated and changed a few. They're on a, a five-game tour. So they've got a, you know, they go, they've got Ireland. And they've talked to the Grand week, Slam, aren't they? Yeah, they've yeah, got Ireland this week. That would be tough, although yeah, Ireland are missing tough. a few. The France have a good team out? I didn't, I didn't see, yeah. I was obviously playing yesterday. They do have a good team. Quite a good side. Jean-Marc Doucin, 10, isn't the strongest. Yeah. They, they, they don't, don't have a 10, is an issue, again, I think, really. An yeah. out and out. You know, Remy Talas never had it. Jules Plisson, they tried. The Plisson was playing for Stade Francais. I know. Yeah, yeah. Cami Lopez, pick him. I get you, though. You know, they chop and change. and Guy Noves is head coach. I don't know why he's in the job. Um, the, when France will do well is when they get a Kiwi or an English or someone who's played where the game is now 100% professional. Until they do that, yeah, they're going right. to be on the downward spiral 100%, I promise think, you. Yeah, you're true, because the French think the best way is the French way. which It's not anymore. Rugby now is about tactics. It's about you know player rotation, player management, all these things, all the things... That the French are poor at. So what you're saying is they need someone to go and play over in... No, coach. No, coach. Oh, coach. coach. Vern. coach. Vern, Montpellier Vern, and Vern, France. Potentially, I reckon Vern will be the next French coach after the Montpellier. So maybe not directly talking? the next. trying to get a job, in not Yeah, talking you about. are. Yeah. But Forward I've heard coach. you guys yeah. talk yeah. before about New Zealand coaches coming over, especially the the, the French environment. It's just so much different. It doesn't really work as well. No, I've said in the premiership. i said okay. Kiwi coaches that come over here uh, haven't had a great record in the premiership. It's a different beast, isn't it? Well, Super yeah. rugby to you know the way the Kiwi, the All Blacks get looked after, etc., etc. Who's the guy at Sale? Brewer, Mike, Mike Brewer. Brewer. He went to Fiji. Yeah. He got, he ran, never he did got run out of Fiji. Worst yeah. coach yeah. ever, apparently. He got run I was coached by Wayne Shelford at, at, at Saracen. Wasn't years a good ago. coach in New Zealand either, Wayne Shelford. No, no, no but that's still, what I'm yeah, 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 I see your point. But decent coaches, yeah, get some decent coaches. Yeah, like someone like Conor O'Shea, for example. You know, like if he goes into that and he goes into a role, but there, you've got to think. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how Ford goes. At Toulon, because is it, am I right in saying? Well, Bernard Jackman's at Grenoble. Yeah. Uh, Joe Worsley's at Bordeaux. Bordeaux do quite well. You see, yeah. you see, actually, see the way and the structures in which they play is quite good with um, Ibanez there. It'd just be interesting to see that if someone that has been outside of France, whether that's New Zealand, whether that's a Smith, whether that's a Mark McCall, for example, I'm not starting any rumours. How well, and I think France would be a significantly different team. That's the that's the point, though. It's it's basically as a head coach, wherever you're coaching, understanding the culture mm. of either that club or the country. So Eddie Jones has got the culture of English rugby and understands the Premiership and all that stuff. You know, it's someone taking hold of the French the yeah. French team and understanding the the. the the culture of the well, French rugby. Tell me why, why is it different? What? Well, they're not as professional as most of the countries. That's why I went all right there because you didn't have to train too hard and have a red wine at lunchtime. Um, but it's right. Yeah, yeah, just culturally very different. So mm. no tactics. Very like everything's based on emotion. The modern game of rugby we've spoken before. I know firsthand through experience. You need a lot more now than raw emotion going into a game. A lot of the games now is all tactical. You know, they, prep, they, preparation. They go, yeah, they, like one phase they won't even. They'll go, oh, they won't marry up a line-out call with a backs play. Do you know what I mean? And that's where you talk tactics. You can't yeah. can't run a certain backs play off a, off a full line-out where you can only win it at the front. Yeah. It's just understand, It's that game understanding. Yeah. You must run hard through the wall. Yeah. You know the wall, you must run hard. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what now, it is. Now, have you seen me run? I look like a spider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, though. All right, well, let's let's move um, into the one of the favourite parts of the show, um, the Filthy 15. We're into halfback. 
Oh, yeah, the pack's scrum off. The, the pack is sorted. We've, we've done. We've got the four pack, and it's pretty filthy. Let's be, <laughs> let's be honest. But I think it might just be getting a bit filthier. Um, That's exciting. So what are we on scrum half? Scrum nine? half. half I, I reckon me and Goody have got the same. And we don't confer on this. This is like literally yeah. we've we've agreed not to do it. So, so can we do it on three? A quick review. Okay. Well, I've got. Uh, for that reason, mm. you, you, he probably knew what I went for. Oh, listen, we both would have 100%. On three? Three, yeah. two, one. Harry, Harry Ellis. Ellis. <laughs> 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 it sounds like his face is cemented. <laughs> who's, who's contending? Uh, well, no, I want to give it to Harry Ellis, but I want to also tell a filthy story about Perfect. it. Perfect. Another, another scrum off. Okay. Um, so we'll probably, should we start with mine because it's filthy and yeah, the yeah. winner's going to be Harry Ellis because <laughs> hands down, the filthiest bloke ever. I'm just going to talk about Austin Healy, who isn't everyone's cup of tea. But it's a real filthy story, and I think you know people might like to know about it. Um, so we go back to the days of Leicester, and this will be nowhere near as good a story as what Jim will tell about Harry Ellis, because <laughs> there's so many. I just, I just can't wait to hear which one he's picking out. To is it Toulouse? There's one in Toulouse. That was a good one. Well, I cannot tell the Toulouse story <laughs> of Harry Ellis and a transgender. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Ellis and a transgender. Yeah, yeah that was going to be that. my story, but I thought <laughs> what I'll do is I'll let Jim. I'm not uh, telling that. Anyway, let's go Austin Healy. So we go back to the days of Leicester. Um, there's a winger, a northern winger called Steve Booth as well, who uh, ex rugby league. Little, he's about four foot three, very similar to Austin. He's basically a poor man's Austin Healy. Um, Austin was a brilliant winger, brilliant scrum half, brilliant ten as well when he chose to play there. And basically, they had this big rivalry going. They're proper Northerners. I'm the best Northerner. No, I am. My dad's got a bigger house than yours. No, my dad worked harder in coal mine. All stuff like this. And they they were just at each other all the time, weren't they? Anyway, so there used to be a bit of banter going around. Everyone, a few of the boys used to go to the cinema the night before a game in Leicester. One day, uh, Steve Booth uh, covered Austin's car uh, in shaving foam uh, outside the cinema. Uh, funny or not, not not even sure that's that funny. Um, covers his car. It was back then. Yeah, back in the day. Darren, the bloody banter in Leicester. Just lads um, being lads. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the next day we come to Austin doesn't react. Uh, comes to comes to the to, to Welford Road. We play, I can't remember who we're playing against. We're in the changing room, and Austin tells a few of us. He's like, oh, "Fuck, I know Booth. He did my car because Booth, Steve Booth, had been going around going, "I've won. I've got Austin. I've got his car." Anyway, Austin's like, "I'm gonna get him back. Don't you worry." So Boothy gets changed. Starts goes outside. Uh, goes to warm up uh, Austin gets his shoe that he's wearing after the game takes it into the toilet and we talk about Filthy 15 drops the perfect log in his shoe <laughs> <laughs> I've ever seen takes it into the toilet produces this perfect log uh, puts produces his sock produces this perfect log <laughs> well done it's <laughs> uh, like Christmas time <laughs> chocolate log um, puts, uh, puts his, his sock back on, on top of it so he thinks he can't see it anyway the boys are crying with laughter Um Eventually, Booty comes back in for the warm-up and there's a shit in his shoe. And he's like that. You can start to smell it and stuff like this. Anyway, Austin used to wear a T-shirt, a lucky T-shirt for every warm-up. So you obviously have your club T-shirt on, but underneath you have a T-shirt that said, across it, lucky T-shirt. Um, Booty gets back in the change room before the actual team warm-up starts and he's like, ah, fucking stinks of shit around here. Anyway, some, eventually finds out, someone tells him there's a shit in his shoe. He realises it's Austin because there's obviously this bit of banter going on between them. Walks over to Austin's peg and the last thing Austin always used to do is put his lucky T-shirt on before he went out to warm, out, warm up. Goes over to his peg, grabs his peg, uh, sorry, grabs his lucky T-shirt, Austin's lucky T-shirt, walks back to his shoe, starts to try and scoop the shit out of his shoe with Austin's <laughs> lucky T-shirt. Like this. Anyway, Austin walks back into the change room at this point, sees what he's doing, they start fighting. I'm, I'm not joking, swinging our fists the lot. Um, boys have to split them up. 
He's like, yeah, but he's shitting me shoe. That's me fucking lucky T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. All Northern banter coming out. Uh, anyway, split them up. Um, they both started. We, we won the game for a change at Leicester and, um, and then we never really spoke since. So don't shit in Steve Booth's shoe and don't touch Austin's lucky T-shirt. But that's not the winner. I'm just talent out. Yeah. I, I want Harry to be in it, but I thought I'd come up with a different story. Yeah, good. Wow, and I feel under pressure now. No. Bum, bum, bum. I, so it was quite a difficult one for me because there is a few stories that you could tell about the legend that is Harry S. And I just want to say, a lot of people ask you, who's the hardest player you've played against or took the field with? I think Goody will be the same I'm in saying hard, this. I'm not hard. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, Harry Ellis is yeah, up there was... with one of the toughest guys you're ever going to meet. The most unassuming... Like, and he is a nice guy. Maybe a lot of girls in Leicester might not say the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so one story about Harry Ellis was, and, th- and there is a few, and now Goody might, loads. Uh, there's loads, was um, he got injured, and Harry only had two injuries in his career. One was his ACL, and uh, the other was his MCL. The week before the semi-final, he tore his MCL, or the quarter-finals, tore his MCL, semi-finally he actually did his ACL so anyway people listening ACL's your anterior cruciate he had had one injury Um, so two or three weeks after this it was the end of the season I can't even remember what we'd won I just remember the night (laughs) and uh, we've had we've had an all day a fancy dress and it's completely irrelevant what we were wearing we were full steam ahead though like we were like chopping to the cows come home but Harry was being a bit weird. He was sat in the corner and you could see he'd be, he had a pint glass and he was weaning the pint glass. And we said, Harry, what are you doing? He said, oh, I've had too much, I've had too much. So next thing, I see Harry hobbling into the toilet. I go in and you know see what he's doing and I'm absolutely slippered. Next thing, he picks up one of them, you know, them bleach cubes oh. from the toilet, pops it in his mouth, <sighs> spits it back out in the, in the urine. I'm thinking, Harry, what the hell is going on here? Didn't think anything of it. Walked back on the dance floor, unleashed an on the dance floor. Next thing, Harry's in the bar You've got to think, he's just had a knee operation. He's bent over, you know, like the crab formation. Yeah. With his willy out, and he's doing the wee, he's doing the whale. <laughs> Upside down, <laughs> all over himself. So the, there's wee going all over him. I'm thinking, my word, this night is the loosest night Where like we've it? ever been out. It was after a final. It was in life. In life, in, life, in Leicester. Life. Uh, in there. Is it still open? Uh, it, it, it must be. Um, anyway, we woke up the next day, and I, I, was actually, I actually stayed at Harry's, and I was like, mate, what about last night? Absolutely slippered. <laughs> he says, Jim, I weren't even drinking, mate. I said, are you... J-? So I said, basically, you're eating them bleach balls, you bent over like a crab doing the whale, and you weren't even drinking. And that was Harry Ellis. That was that was him. And there's a million and one other oh, stories. The Toulouse story is the best, one of the best ones there, isn't it? Go on, then. <laughs> Go on, give another one. He's obviously got some good ones. Was it Toulouse or Beerettes? I thought it was Toulouse before... The night before a game, when he gets the taxi back with the, <laughs> <laughs> he's got the taxi back in Toulouse. Yeah, got the taxi okay. back with the transvestite. <laughs> What's the beer at story? I can't remember. There's so many. Go on, Goody. He ain't bothered. Got, just one more. I, I think. I think he's contending for captaincy with another story. John Definitely. Smith's up there, isn't he? We mentioned a few weeks back. But... Oh, John Smith's great in terms of you know World Cup winning captain. But if you want filth, you want absolute filth. No one beats Harry Ellis. No. We, uh, we need to get Harry. Have, Ellis we, on. have we got one more Harry Ellis? Chair? Go on, Goody. Goody's got one. What's the, go on, what's the, t- the Toulouse one? Go on then. <laughs> go on, Goody. Come on. Here man. we go. I just, we were, it was, it was the night before a game, wasn't it? Night before a game. I'll, I'll, I'll fill in the blanks. <laughs> night before a game. Few, I think we'd gone out for food or food, a coffee. Food, yeah. Or so something in like France, that. what we used to Sober. do. So what we used to do in France was if we played Clermont or Toulouse, if it was a big game, we'd go out for food the night before. Because the hotel food would have been like boiled chicken. 
completely irrelevant right. to this. Yeah. Keep, go- keep going, Goody. Uh, so we're going out for food, and I'm trying to think how it comes around to the car. I wasn't in the car, but there was... Harry gets in... Obviously, trying to get a taxi back, and taxis were horrendous. Couldn't get a taxi or no. something. The car pulls up. The boys were thumbing a lift, trying to thumb a lift home back to yeah. the hotel. These are professional rugby players trying to thumb a lift back to a hotel. Sober. Stone cold sober. Uh... So, anyways, three boys. There was, I think, there was four of the lads at the time. We'll say three. I'm filling in the blanks. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, Harry gets in the front, and this um, male-looking woman, or w- a woman that looks like a man, was the driver. J- Janet. <laughs> um, and was like, "Yeah, I'll take you back." And then, and it turned out that um... Janet was actually James. <laughs> did you win the game? Uh, yes, we did. Lose, uh, yeah. No, we, did, uh, we lost twelve nine. Did we? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's irrelevant. <laughs> no, um, completely irrelevant. We won, in, we won in life. We won in life. He won in life. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes. Harry, he... Harry, I tell you now, people talk about who's the best scrum half you ever played with and stuff, and I'm lucky to play with loads of decent scrum halves. Um, I had a great playing relationship with Harry. But, you know, what a bloke, what a player. British Lion, um, absolute warrior, so tough. Um, his pass wasn't the best as a nine, but he's so quick to get the ball in and out. He wouldn't be... I say he wouldn't be great now. He, what he was great well, he's, at, he's 20 stone now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's put a load of weight. What, what, what was so great about him is back in the day where he could go in as a nine, shoo anyone that was anywhere near the ball, and the ball came out quickly. Now, uh, you can't do that. You have to wait for it to be perfectly presented or you get a penalty for not running away. But he was amazing. I uh, loved playing with him. Um, I was going to actually say a normal, normal bloke, but he was far from normal. <laughs> he's a great bloke. bridge pissed himself. <laughs> great bloke. There we go. So oh. that's just... Make it Harry Ellis, yeah. shall we? Thank you very much for coming, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what a sick unit. Um, okay, uh, just be- just before just before we go, actually, um, uh, just the rumour mill, quick chat about... Um, there's, there's been a bit of chat about Gre- uh, George Ford and, and Liam Williams. Do you guys know anything about those guys going anywhere? Or well, I'll go George Ford. You know, he's, he's activated a, re- a release clause in his contract from Bath because um, he's not happy with... Certain things at the club, i.e., his dad's departure, um, and there's chat of him going to sale. I heard that. Now I just don't get. You know, if it's purely money, okay. Um, I don't get why you want to leave Bath, who are a very quality attacking team. Um, you know, he's gone really well there over the last three or four years. There's chat of him going back to Leicester as well. Um, yeah, there's there's more to it than than meets the eye. Um, and I, apparently, he's not happy with some of the Bath management. And the way his dad was treated, but there's a lot more to that story than uh, than people. Interesting one that though, isn't it? About Tom well. Blackhead has only been full of praise for him yeah. as well. Well, oh, they're trying to, to keep him. Listen, yeah, trying, he's clean man. Uh, listen, he is. He's a brilliant player. First and foremost, George Ford is a brilliant player. Um, you know, he's he's a superstar in terms of his attacking prowess. And he's 23. Uh, yeah, so young, unbelievable. Um, and he's got a massive future. So you know, Bath will be desperate to keep hold of him. Um, you know, you hear rumours that he wasn't happy with certain people the way his dad was treated but of course also, you wouldn't be no no but listen I'm telling you now his dad Mike Ford the way things happen at that club what the way things happen at that club uh, the way his dad was treated there was nothing wrong with it I'll tell you that for, I'll tell you that now I'll tell you um, that for free yeah. for free that's for free on the if you're George pod, Ford, pod, 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 pod. You're, you're George Ford what, you've been free by Alspar Man listen yeah. and this, his old man yeah. comes out and says so Mike Ford comes out and says oh Bath when he got sacked oh Bath weren't very happy with how they treated me and George isn't George isn't happy with it blah 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 you've got to understand yes your dad is a coach and I, and I always judge father. the father and son relationships are difficult when you're at the same club but I'll yeah, never forget being at Wasps for two years 
and seeing the way Dai Young um, treated Thomas, his son, not in a bad way. He was just really hard on him compared to, you know, there's times I'd go up to Dai and say, mate, Thomas should be playing open South Lanka. Pick him, pick him. He'd be like, Goody, shut the, the hell up. I pick the team. You know, and I was trying to do it in a nice enough way to say, look, the boys think that he should be playing when he wasn't getting picked because Dai wouldn't ever give his son favouritism to make it look as if he was treating That's hard though, isn't it? That's a very hard, hard very hard. Yeah. But Thomas Young's a brilliant player at Wasp. Now, obviously, there's issue, There's a lot of issues at Bath that you know perhaps aren't out in the... in the Public domain, but if I'm yes. bringing a book out next year, Jim well, Hamilton actually, tells all, we oh, might put it in there. That would be unbelievable. <laughs> Watch this space. And then Liam Got Williams, Yeah, we, uh, we mentioned him, didn't we, a couple of mm. weeks ago. Yeah. Usually the rumour mills are true, generally in rugby. It's, it's, yeah. you know, they are Saracens, potentially... I've not heard any inside knowledge, but you know if it's if they're saying that, the likelihood is is probably true. But in the past, you've heard Jonathan Davis apparently was a done deal, and then at the last minute he, he did a U-turn and signed for uh, back to Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah, Scarlet. Yep. How good a player is Liam Williams? Well, about to, it shows, doesn't it? Well, they've swapped him and Halfpenny. That's how much they rate him at yeah. fullback. Yeah. He's yeah. now taken He's number brilliant. one spot, which is Class. yeah. Liam Williams is a, a shining light in a pretty yeah. average. Wales team performance. Just going back to George Ford, there's always money, but would you? You've been a pretty world class ten. What would oh. you? <laughs> you're dreaming. Like you're dreaming. Oh, yeah, like, oh, he's got all the records, yeah, isn't yeah. he? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the trophies. Would you not rather play for a good team with the likes of Banahan, Joseph, Rockadaguni outside your week in and week out? Then no offense, some of them are great. Sam James got a big future, but the potential at Sale, who he's got outside I... him, I think it's, it's not the most exciting move. Winning, you know, not much probably for quite a while. At, at 23, I, I, yeah, you're right. You come to a stage in your career, and you know, I'm probably yeah. a testament to this. I got to 28, and it sounds brutal. Got to 28, I was at Leicester. Could have stayed at Leicester and um, you know, been on a third of the money that I went on to chase breathe. the cash. Yeah, and at 28, when you think your England career is over, that's okay, you know. And you know, Chris Ashton's going to Toulon. Obviously, you know, there's a lot more cash at Toulon, I presume, than Saracens, and that's a decision you make. But at 23. Yeah, it's not just about cash, I don't think. Oh, it's not. I don't think it'll be at sale. Where do you think it'll go? The biggest room is sale, but obviously Leicester are, are, are in the mix. Um, I reckon Leicester will sign him. I, I reckon you'll see him at Leicester. I desperately hope he doesn't leave and he stays at Bath. He won't. He'll um, leave. No, I know. I think he will. But, I, you know, I think... Where's he played his best rugby? You know, Leicester... There's a bit of history at Leicester in terms of... He left, he, Leicester cause he, he left Leicester because Cockers didn't rate him as a player highly enough to pick him over Toby Flood. And give him a fair enough crack. And, and Cocker said a few things when he left to go to Bath, didn't he? But in if Cocker's leaves, if Cocker's leaves Leicester, yeah. what are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> but from an England perspective, I think everyone wants him to stay at Bath. Because yeah. think in the future, it could well be himself, Joseph, Rockadaguni, and Watson, yeah. all in the same backline, yeah. club and country. Yeah. That's coaches want. Well, now let's hope Elliot Daly. How good was his finish against Fiji as well? Yeah, mate, he's been class for yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. My, roommate, my roommate, my roommate from the Barbars. Yeah, it's great. Still great bloke as well. What does he owe you? A bit of money for the room bill. Does he? How much? I'll get it off him. 500 whatever Hong Kong dollars. Hong Kong dollars? <laughs> I, I don't. My nan's Chinese. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for coming, guys. Uh, and this was our most liked Facebook live live stream. And I put that I'll down to why. one thing. Yeah, Jim. Maybe two things over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, they're pretty itchy. Jim and his wabbers. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers, guys. Sound. Pop, pop, pop. Thank you.